This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's Thursday, you guys. We are officially all the way over the hump. We are in the home stretch oh, of the week. Oh, thank God. Yes, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And um, so, do you want to know what happened on the Facts of Life last of night? Of course, guys? I did. Um, and we should have probably planned to just roll that beautiful bean footage you take theme song. The good, you take the bad. I will tell you, my daughter now knows the lyrics of the theme song, and it makes me so happy. You should tell people because oh, why um, we're talking about exactly. This? What a novel idea, you know? Uh, okay, so my daughter. I- my daughter and I have started watching season two of Facts of Life because that's the season that's available on uh, Crackle for free. Which is awesome. Mm, here we go. Let's just sing it. You, you take, take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. All about you. You. Oh, we can get it right here. It takes a lot to get them right when you're learning the facts of life. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's life giving. It is life-giving. Anyway, you guys have been watching The Facts of Life. What do you think? Where okay, are you? We are... Okay, so last night we watched, no kidding, uh, one, two, three, four. I believe we watched four episodes of The Facts of Life, season two. Uh, and the one that I would like to focus my energy on today was the one called Sex Symbol. One of the things you learn about The Facts of Life when you're learning The Facts of Life is that there were a lot of very special episodes. And I mean, so, it's basically a pioneer of very special episodes, right? Truly, and, and so very special episode-y that they don't even call them very special episodes because every special episode is a very special I feel like that was episode. more of like a later, late 80s phenomenon yeah. tonight on a very, very special, special episode. episode of Punky Brewster. And this, by the way, uh, episode aired for, on the 4th of February... Okay. February. I'm going to try that again. February. The February. Yeah. Uh, 1981. Okay, so the sex symbol goes a little like this. Natalie <laughs> and all the girls, 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 attend a mixer where they meet some boys. Because, you know, they go to a, Goy- a Goyle school. A Goyle school. They go to a girls school. So they meet boys from the neighboring. Oh, wait, don't tell me. School. Don't tell me what oh, the okay. neighboring boys school was. So it's. 
Oh, God, you're going to have to tell me. I don't oh, remember. Do you remember? Langley? Langley? No, or is that where they end up? I don't I don't remember. Langley is the college, college. right? Yeah, I don't remember what. And I don't. Anyway. Yeah. So they have a little mixer and uh, Natalie meets this boy and she's like, he's a nice boy. I would like to be friends with him. His name is Neil. And they go on a study date. And this is a big darn deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Neil goes off and tells his guy friends oh, mm-hmm. that Natalie puts out. Puts out. <laughs> is that what they said? Because that's such a no, 1980s term. That's the funny thing. They never, it's all implied throughout, like what kind of girl Natalie is. They also have a girl, another girl in the school named Helen, but they call her home run Helen. Oh God. And Natalie is turning into home run Helen and Helen and Natalie have a very special conversation wherein they ask each other, why are you doing what you're doing now? Here's the thing though. Yeah. Natalie wasn't putting out. Of course not. No, she's not that kind of girl. She's not that kind of girl. Uh, and, uh, Neil was telling all of his friends that Natalie put out and then Natalie would have other dates with Neil's friends. And then she would also not put out on those dates, but they would talk and act like she had put out. Oh my gosh. And it was just a lot of confusion. Now, the thing that I just get stuck on is Natalie, poor Natalie, because Natalie throughout the entire part of her character is that nobody thinks she's sexy. Yeah. Well, she can't be, of course, because she's maybe considered overweight yeah. or um Well, ugly. she has dimples and like, she's like according to the eighties. Childish. She's, yeah. Yeah. So that's part of it is like, oh my gosh, Natalie puts out what? And all, why would all these guys want to be going out with Natalie? Oh, like, she clearly must she must be. Out. Yeah, she must be putting out because there's no reason boys would actually be interested. It's so 80s. Anyway, long story short, at the end, she calls Did she put Neil out? out. No, she calls oh. Neil out. She's like, why were you telling everybody I put out? And he's like, because I wanted to impress them. And then, well, then why were they all saying that I put out? Well, because they wanted to impress each other. And basically, what it boils down to is men are dumb and girls rule the world. Um, girls. Girls. So can I ask a question? Yes. Was there a point at which, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about the facts of life in the year 2020, mm. because that's what we've you know become. Um, and also, it's just a really good show. Was there a point at which Natalie was embracing all the attention and she had to like let go of that or something or somebody called her out on it? Yeah, basically. I mean, she was definitely like walking around like she was had the best social life and she was really struggling with how good her social life is now. Yes. And then she got called out. Now, I don't want to get into it. But then two episodes later, we had another episode where Blair um, joins a multi-level marketing scheme and she's selling cosmetics and she gives Natalie an $80 makeover. (laughs) And again, once again, like Natalie is this like, like it's like she got sprinkled with Blair dust. Yes, And now she's special and cool. And then they're like, no, Natalie, you're ugly. Stop getting a big head. It's so bizarre. Yeah, no, it's a totally eighties mind bleep, but you can totally, if, if you were a child of the eighties, you understand now why we live in the world we do because exact. we were products, we were victims of I the was, moral. We were personally victimized. We by the morality of of uh, facts, facts of, life. of life. But you know, at least I will say this: at least it was like progress, right? Like that is not the. Like, again, there's a lot of problems with that those morals and ethics. Mm-hmm. But f- f- 
where they were, that was progress, right? right? Well, at the time, I think it was all very cutting edge, right? First yeah. of all, to have, and we talked about this when we had Lisa Welchel on our show. Not that we're bragging. Not that we're dropping names, but we are. We're bragging. Oh, also, Todd Bridges was in one of the episodes, and I was like, oh my gosh, how we funny is that? We talked to him, too. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, but when we had Lisa Welchel on our show during the State Fair last year, it was one of the things we talked about was what was groundbreaking about that show was that it was an all-female ensemble. Yes. That that was very rare at that time. Oh, um, for sure. Have such a strong female ensemble, and and they were all young females so that when were you, so strong. So when you guys are done watching um, Facts of Life, mm-hmm. if that ever happens, because there's a lot. There's a lot. takes a lot to get it right. Right. When you're learning the facts of life. But um, if you do, there are a couple of good documentaries that you guys should watch together then because it kind of like helps tell you the tale of what was going on behind the scenes and sort of like some of the themes and how the characters were like, I don't know. It just it really sort of painted a picture for me, like how this show came about and how really at the time, even I think it was um, perceived as relatively corny and not very, um, you know, like we loved it, but like right. adults at the time did not have the same relationship with that show that we did. But I will tell you, so okay, I, we watched one of. So I've already covered two of the ones that we watched last night. Uh, the other two we watched. One of them was about how Joe kept it a secret that her dad was incarcerated. Oh yeah, was he on? Yes, I love it's. Oh, oh I can't remember his best. name, but the he guy just who passed plays, away yeah. like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Then there was this other episode. Again, like I said, almost all of them are very special episodes where Tootie gets discovered by a photographer, oh. and they go to New York, and he wants to and, take dirty pictures. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's so. I do remember that time of life and seeing those shows and and being abundantly aware that as a girl as a woman i had something that mm-hmm. other people wanted to commodify mm-hmm. right because that's what the majority of the lessons are about the girls on that you got show. stuff that boys want to steal yes mm-hmm. and all of the messages so far are like don't be a gossip don't give up the goodies don't Find yourself in a vulnerable position where an old man is going to want to photograph you naked. Oh, boy. Like, this is what (laughs) I'm getting from this. And it's, you know, it's interesting to have a it's interesting to have a 2020 conversation with a with a child who was not raised in this. Yeah. And recognize so much of what has formed the person I am today because of shows like that. Well, totally. And I will remember, I've talked about this before. Do you remember the time where, like, this weirdo showed up on our playground and was, like, taking video of my friend and I? And was like, hey, come back to my house and watch your home videos. And, and, you know, something in me was like, don't do that. Go ask your parents first. And I swear it had to be... Yes, you know, like some different strokes. some recall from re, you know different strokes. Yes, or the, the bike backs, the bike man episode. The bike man. Oh God, that still is traumatizing. But see, the thing about it is, at the age of I'm 42, yeah, you're 45. The two of us can still recall exactly which episode it was that taught us the lesson. You don't get in a fridge, Cherry. Yeah, seriously. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's delightful. Uh, okay, well, we were going to talk about Britney Spears. We're going to give you a break there. on that. Don't worry about it. She'll well, she'll be back. But when we come back, we're going to check in with Elizabeth Reese. She's going to give us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This 
is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Colleen, Bradley, Holly. Hi, you guys. Nice to be with you on this fine Thursday afternoon. And also with you. Okay, listen, some people um, understand pandemic life. Some people are a little out of touch. Miley Cyrus admitting that her privilege as a celebrity has sheltered her from how the coronavirus pandemic is affecting everyday people. Okay, I give her credit for saying that part. Yeah, so here's what she said. I know I'm in a unique position, and my experience with this pandemic is not like most everyone else's in my country and around the world. She was talking to um, Wall Street Journal magazine. She said, my life has been pushed pause on, but really, I have no idea what this pandemic is like. I'm comfortable in my space and able to put food on my table, and I am financially stable, and that's just not the story for a lot of people. Okay, so here's the thing. I read the entire, like a lot of the interview. Yeah. And oh, see, I hate it when I do this. And so I just want to acknowledge that I'm doing a thing that I don't like that I do, <laughs> which is to say, yeah, it's really good that she's to nitpick how she's doing this. That's what I'm doing that I don't like. But hey, guess what? Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, go for it. I love that she's acknowledging I have a certain level of privilege that separates me from the reality of what's going on. Yes. That's where I would maybe insert a full stop because then what she continues to do is try to get us to understand her privilege. And what I want to say to her is, honey, we get it. Yeah. We get your privilege. That's how that works. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I'm nitpicking is that like at some point you say, I recognize that I don't understand and then stop talking and listen. Yeah, it's kind of, I kind of get, though, like, everybody could say that. You know, I mean, I could. I don't understand what it's like for everybody because I still have a job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I didn't have a job, it would be totally different. And other people, you know, don't understand what it's like for people who don't have kids or who have kids. If you don't have kids, this is a different situation, too. It's. I think you. we have to be willing sometimes because I do this all the time where I catch myself sort of... Um, you know, apologizing for everything before I make a point. Yeah. Like I just want to like cross all my T's and dot all my I's. Well, it feels and make like sure. that's the time we're living in. Mm-hmm. And and it's important. Like that is an important thing. But sometimes you just you it might be good to just make a point and then if you need to, you know, add some like further We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Explanation of that, lest someone shows up who doesn't understand the context of what you're saying, great. But... But I think all too often, and I think I do this, where I try to provide 
all sorts of reasons why I, I'm justified in having whatever opinion right, I have. Right, right. And I don't think we always need to do that. And also, here's the other thing, and now I'm doing it, but <laughs> because I don't want to get too meta, but people are going to judge you regardless. They're going to, regardless. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. You can give explanations for days and people will still show up and judge. And guess what? Frankly, that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And you could just say, this is my experience. Yeah. I think it just gets, um, you know, I think a lot of celebrities have seen the backlash if they're like posting pictures on a yacht or they're saying their house is like jail. Yeah. That sometimes gets or a little like, tricky. You know, they sexually assaulted many young men <laughs> and they understand what it feels like to be laid off. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Kristen Cavallari celebrating her son's sixth birthday after finally reaching a custody agreement with Jay Cutler. So they reached this custom, custody agreement, how to split their time um, with the kids. They have three kids together. They announced that they were divorcing just a few weeks ago, and then they reached this agreement, which is good. And then Jay Cutler has also released funds for Cavallari to purchase her own home. Prior to the agreement, Kristen Cavallari was claiming that Jay Cutler was preventing her from buying a new house with her own money unless she agreed to share joint custody with him. Oh, gosh. I mean, that was like a nasty divorce. However, can I just say they really wrapped that thing up pretty darn quick. I guess. Which makes you wonder what she was sitting on. Yeah. Right. In terms of like leverage. But they're going to be named joint primary residential parents. They will get half time, 100%. And she wanted full custody with him to just have visitation. See, now that's the other thing. I feel like the, typically when you see these things arise in divorces, they're, they are incredibly contentious and they go on for a very long time. And so the fact that that was resolved within the space of a week... Yeah, there's something there's, more going on. I don't know. On. Something's yeah. funky about that to Well, there's me. also a pandemic. There's nothing really else to do, so just get it done. <laughs> and I say we should... It's not like you can really do anything else right now. We really yeah, should sure be trying to reestablish our ties with Justin Anderson because he's the only man that shows up on her Instagram feed mm-hmm. Yeah, in the last mm-hmm. ever so long. They're besties. I know. Mm-hmm. They're going to remain at um, their current home in Nashville. And the and Kristen and Jay are going to switch off every other week to stay with their kids until they she buys this other house in quarantine. Yeah, the real estate market is doing surprisingly well right now. Is Isn't that really? shocking? I mean, it really is, and I kind of feel like that's a beacon of hope, guys. I mean, anything you can hear about um, any sort of market doing well, right? That's what you're right. Positive. That's true. Good for the economy. I guess, right? You got to have something that's moving and money that's being exchanged and people that are making money and spending money. That kind of is what keeps the world going around. I just wonder, like, how do you do that? I think you just kind of do it. There are people that had sort of planned. (laughs) I've heard from quite a few people who said, I know this seems weird, but this was the time where we were ready to buy a house. We'd been in an apartment. We were ready to buy a house. And so we did it. You know, there is a certain segment of the population that's still working and has pretty secure jobs. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's positive. Keep up the good work, guys. I don't know. Keep buying them houses. Keep buying something. Um, So author Emily Giffen is uh, uh, kind of backpedaling after criticizing Meghan Markle. And uh, she was she branded Meghan Markle unmaternal and phony in her video of her reading to Archie for his first birthday. I mean, gosh, give Meghan Markle a break. Yeah. So Emily Giffen wrote this um, 2005 book, Something Borrowed, and she made these comments on her Instagram account. 
she shared a screenshot of a text conversation she had with a friend where the two of them were slamming Meghan Markle. And um, she said that Meghan is, her friend was accusing Meghan of trying to get attention by posting the photo, the video of her reading to Archie. Well, she was because um, she's trying to raise money. Also, do we shame anyone for trying to get attention in 2020? Or Isn't reading to your child? Like, like she said, um, now she was slammed over the comments. She was even accused of racism. She issued an apology, admitting that she could see how some of her posts may have felt mean spirited and could be construed as having racial undertones. She also has posted um, criticisms of Archie's name and its lack of royal heritage. She sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah she's a joy. I don't want to <laughs> hang out with her right now. She's a joy. But I, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, yes. guys. With Reese. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. The phone today, Colleen. We've got Ginny on the line, and what is Ginny playing for? Ginny, is she from Chicago? I don't know. Okay, Ginny is playing for one of these. A My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Okay, Ginny, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, honey? I'll give it my best shot. Fabulous. Hello, buddy. Hello. <laughs> Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. <laughs> Katie Holmes was a cast member of what WB teen drama? What is the name of Chip and Joanna Gaines' lifestyle brand? Angelina Jolie won her Oscar for her performance in what movie? Pass. I think you need somebody else. No, you're good, girl. 19 is the debut album of what singer? Uh, Adele. Yes! Heidi Klum used to be married to what singer? Oh. oh. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, Ginny. Um, Ginny. Thank you for playing, buddy. Buddy. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't win the 30-second pop culture challenge. However, you get to play again tomorrow if you so choose, because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Anybody can play. Let's go back and uh, scratch the itch and get the answers of the questions she did not get correct. Well, let me pull out my Polish sausage okay, of get answers. Okay, sausage. Sausage. Of answers. Yeah. <laughs> the bears. The bears. Um, the bulls. Katie Holmes yeah. was a cast member of what WB teen drama? That would be uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> and uh, not to be confused with Dawson's. Okay. What is the name of Chip and Joanna Gaines' lifestyle? That was another movie brand. Uh, uh, uh-huh. That would be uh, the Magnolia brand. Angelina Jolie won her Oscar for a performance in what movie? Girl Interrupted. She got the Adele one, but she did not get a chance to answer the last question. Heidi Klum used to be married to which singer? Seal. And now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment. She just got attacked by her microphone. Oh, no. That we call Blinded by the Item. 
Scary. Oh, sometimes these things are a little uh, fast and loose, but luckily it didn't drop, and luckily I didn't swear because I was scared. Mm, yeah, loose and fast like Natalie on Facts of Life. Oh, oh that mm. tramp. <laughs> All right. Here's our first celebrity <laughs> gossip mystery. It was definitely not approved by the momager for the reality star with a lucrative side gig to rub the wealth and privilege into the face of everyone using one simple photo. The momager knows times are hard, but the reality star was doing a let them eat cake thing. I mean, I want to say... It could be any Kardashian-Jenner. Reality star with a lucrative side gig. Now, who does NT Lawyer refer to? Kylie? Kylie, Kylie Jenner. I, what's Pacific Was she Coast eating um, kettle chips Ooh. again with no shoes? Um, no, she wasn't. Um, I would like you to direct you to a photograph that appeared in TMZ yesterday. Okay. So let me fill in the blank first. It was definitely not approved by Kris Jenner for mm. Kylie oh. Jenner to rub the wealth and privilege into the face of everyone using one simple photo, which mm. is a photograph of a pile of dirt yeah. that Kylie Jenner spent $15 million yeah, it's on. A, it's an expensive pile of dirt. A literal pile of dirt. Now, Chris Jenner understands times are hard, but apparently Kylie Jenner was just doing a let them eat cake thing and flaunting the fact that she just sunk $15 million into a pile of dirt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just makes me sad. I, you know what? <laughs> if that's what she intended to do, is do the let them eat cake. I mean, she's achieved her goal. She well, but also, also, I do take a wee bit of issue uh, in this particular case because this is a woman, Chris Jenner. That is like, oh, I'm sorry, you're put out by the fact that your daughter's trying to get a little let them eat cake experience. Uh, didn't you think that would happen when you fought real hard to get your daughter named a billionaire, even though it is questionable yeah. based on actual science point. whether or not she is is an actual billionaire? Because she's not. But I'm like, up what you're laying down, you're trying to sell this idea. Isn't this like, okay, whatever. I'm sorry. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Here we go. Apparently, this permanent A-list mostly movie actor said something to his publicity team because they reached out to everyone who wrote about the actor's new movie concept. They were not reaching out about the project, but rather the photo everyone seemed to be using, which was never approved by the actor and is one that he hates. It makes him look at least a decade older and you have to squint to realize it's him. Tom Cruise oh. and that space movie. Oh. Which I don't know anything about the photo, so I want to Google it and we can talk about it. But really quickly, did you see that NASA confirmed that that's a thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On Twitter. No kidding. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. And like I said, he, you know, closer to Xenu. The closer to the Xenu, the... I don't even know. All right. So Tom Cruise had his publicity team... Reach out to everyone who wrote about Tom Cruise's new NASA space concept slash project. But Tom Cruise's publicity team wasn't reaching out about the project, but rather the photograph of Tom Cruise that everyone was using when reporting about the story because Tom Cruise doesn't like it. It, He thinks it makes him look old. I don't know which photograph they're using. Uh, See, it's interesting now because we might be at the point where they're all changed, where they've all been changed. 
Jeez, you guys. Yeah, like, I see a hi, bunch of different photos. Tom, but... knock, knock, pudding head. We're well, he... all in a pandemic right now. I don't care if you look old in your publicity photo. Also, newsflash, you've aged. Yeah. But we all have. I would I would imagine he has like some sort of Scientology like stem cell injections mm. that are taken from like the stem cells of virgin thetans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. All right, another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. I, NT lawyer, I'm not going to say that there are a line of celebrities waiting to get their picture taken by a paparazzo, but there are definitely a group of about a dozen that take turns getting their photos snapped at this grocery store in the suburbs of Los Angeles. Often, like this AA minus list mostly movie actress, they're going for the photo and they don't actually buy any groceries, which makes it look really weird. I want to say that that's like a Jennifer Garner thing. No, man. Nah. Nah, dude. Is that like, first of all, is it like Erewhon? Yeah. Fancy grocery store. Which is that fancy grocery uh-huh. store. And But I was thinking of like uh, Miley Cyrus, because didn't Miley Cyrus... And Cody Simpson, Cody they Simpson did their Erewhon, grocery shopping there. But she's, I mean, she's an actress, but that wouldn't be her. I mean, honestly... Any of these names could work. Now, NT Lawyer, I will tell you, was specifically pointing out Brie Larson. And a lot of her trips to the grocery store lately have been rather convenient. And she's not really going to buy anything. Oh my gosh, that's so bizarre. Having photo opportunities. But honestly, fill in the blank. All your favorite celebrities that get photographed by paparazzos, they... You know, they got the speed dial. They got the because, phone in. Okay, so two things. Number one, it's so obvious so because obvious. the only place you can really go notable right now is the grocery, grocery store. store. It's true. Right? And so instead of calling up the pops and being like, hey, I'll be at thus and such restaurant. It's like, check me out. I'll be at the grocery store. Right. So there's that. And also, like, just think about what goes into that thought process of like, I need to be seen right now. Yeah. Period. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. A couple of days ago, there are photographs of Brie Larson and her guy at the farmer's market with uh, what looks to be a pretty light tote bags. Also, cool. Can we, can we just talk once she's wearing house shoes, yeah. like slippers, mm-hmm. like Brie pink, Larson is or pink yes. puff, uh, furry slippers. Also, can we talk about the glove thing? Uh, I can't. Yes, I'd love to, actually. I don't understand, unless you are a worker who is trying to not cross-contaminate things, I don't understand the average person walking around with gloves. Especially because I don't think they think about... Unless you have cuts on your hand, maybe, but... No, but but what the problem is, is that people put the gloves on and then go about life, and then like touch their face and touch their mouths. That's just a a hand at that point. All the glove is doing is protecting your hand. But if you're going to touch your face anyway, you might as well just have your hand out. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The problem is that people are wearing gloves without understanding how to use them in a sanitary fashion. Yeah. But we don't, I ain't no doctor. So I'm not quite even sure. I know you're not the CDC. But they're not recommending we wear gloves when we go to the grocery store or anything, right? I have not seen that from the CDC. My understanding of the CDC recommendations... 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is, it simply is a mask at this point. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I see people occasionally wearing um, gloves that are not like i understand if you're a delivery driver and you know high traffic and you're touching a lot of things but like i mean wash your hands we used to have a song about that yeah wash your hands and it sounds like this wash your hands wash your hands everybody come along and wash your hands sorry okay okay Thanks for that. Holly, those were great blind items. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to check in with uh, Chonus. What's a Chonus? It's a publationship. What's a publationship? It's a relationship for publicity. And then I ask again, then what is a Chonus? Oh, sorry. No, uh, it's Priyanka okay. Chopra and Nick Jonas. We're going to talk about them and see what their quarantine is like. We have some answers after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, it's time to check in with our favorite publicationship on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, what's a publicationship, Bradley? A relationship for publicity often displayed by celebrities for lucrative money making opportunities. Mm, yes. And uh, what's a Jonas? Uh, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Uh, and when we talk about them, we have a little Chonus bonus. It's time for a Chonus bonus. Yas, Queen Yas, what is Chonus up to today? Well, I actually have an update for you, and it'll change your life forever. So we haven't really pondered their $20 million sprawling California mansion, which nears completion six months after they purchased the seven-bedroom property. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I can't even get all the words out because it's so rich. Also, if this is what a publicationship gives you, sign me up! Because all I want you to do is open it up, look at this house, and then yeah. we'll begin to talk about it. But I want to also make fun of them because of this. In the story, it's like, mm, the couple are currently adhering to strict social distancing measures in the fight against coronavirus COVID-19 by remaining behind closed doors at their enormous Encino property, which they share with their pet dogs. So I, I mean, love I think that they're social distancing from each other. I well, I I mean, in a house like that, they certainly can. But who cares? The right. point is, look at this damn thing. So this is a twenty million dollar home on a three acre estate. Um, but I do love that in the you know intro to this article, they're trying to make it sound like these two are being altruistic by staying out of the public. Right. You know, like oh, they're staying out of public by strict. Ad- these people would be doing this regardless. Right, exactly. Right? This is this. They only want us to look at us when they're look at them when they want us to look at them. Exactly. Yeah. But this home is like first of all, they let allege that it's nearing construction. I'm like, where is the construction still happening? Right. It looks completely finished at least did in they, so far as I can see. But did they buy it and they're renovating it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, no, I mean, well, if they are, they were renovating it and they were putting things together. I mean, this wasn't just built in a day, but like Rome. 
they um uh they are actually living there during this moment and this um it, it's it is like huge like just to give you a description as it is um written over on the daily mail with prime views across san fernando valley the property boasts a large outdoor infinity pool and has a split level garden perfect for whiling away the long hours of self-quarantine i just want to quarantine in this right like i it's kind of a modern home like you have to be up for something modern right like this is not gonna be i don't know if you want to i wouldn't even care i just want space and a pool Mm -hmm. you know and like multiple different places where you can change your view every twice in a while right I mean, literally you can change your view every minute of the day yeah um if you would describe maybe briefly for the audience this very small tiny you know no bigger than a postage stamp home that they're living in. it's really can i just say what i think is odd or interesting about this is it's like a house on top of another house do you see what i mean it's almost like there's like a split level Oh, sure. Because yeah. there's stuff on the back, and then there's this like outdoor space that's on top, like seems to be on the roof they of... They have a house on top, on top of, a, of house. a house. That's and that, literally what it is. The The bottom house is sort of built into a hillside. Yeah. So part of that is, you know, probably very environmentally friendly because it helps with cooling and heating. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's all they were thinking about. <laughs> I'm sure that's... That was totally in their thought process. On the roof of that first house, there's like this outdoor living space that has a pool and, you know, another little sitting area. And then a lot of open. Well manicured lawn. I think that's turf. Yeah. Um, It's just. And then there's another two story home on top of that with a ton of outdoor living spaces. And again, if you believe uh, the story here. This couple lives in this house. Well, they can both live in that house and never have they to see each other have their own ever. House. Also, can I just? I, this is another one of those moments where I'm thinking, what would I do if I had a home like that? I would go room to room and just announce to the room, "I am here. I am wealthy. <laughs> I have beautiful things and lots of money and so much space." Wouldn't you feel bad in this house? No. What? What? <laughs> no, nope. I know. Sorry, no, I know. No, on, no bad feelings. On private here. <laughs> island, you know, like private island, Oprah level rich mindset, sure. But like, okay, oh, I'm like, sorry. Today, I'm trying to be non fantastical. Like, like Bradley now? Yeah. Oh, like Colleen right now? If I rolled into that house, yeah, yeah I'd be like, whoops, I got a lot here. Well, but also, who I the would, heck's going to clean this damn thing? I would. Oh. They are not social distancing from anybody, FYI. Mm-mm. Well, they actually can social distance and still have like literally 50 people in their there home. There are seven cars on the property from this aerial shot. And there's a garage, which tells you that there's space underneath for many cars. I mean, I and they could very possibly have a lot of cars. I don't know. Also, I don't have that life. Also, it is one of those like rich people big house things where they have seven bedrooms and 11 bathrooms. Always. That's how you know it's a mansion. 20,000 square feet. Mm, They have Mm. a two lane bowling alley. What? A gym. A wet bar. Only two lanes. Indoor (laughs) basketball court. Of course. um, Basically an indoor movie theater. Um, It's a mall. I mean, it's a mall. That is a mall. 
Uh, it's three miles from uh, Joe Jonas's $14 million home with Sophie Turner. I mean, it literally Guys, is a mall. I got bad news. <laughs> we don't live in a mall. We did it wrong. Yeah. We did life wrong. We should have found a celebrity and offered ourselves up. But for our life population means show. something. Like, I'm making sourdough bread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was fun. I feel yeah. like we just had a full segment where we. <laughs> We're jealous of Jonas. Basically. Cool. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, have you had a Zoom disaster in one of your many Zoom meetings? 651-641-1071. Zoom disasters after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.